have now entered the Penny Bloom Podcast. Hosted by none other than Colton Robinson and Tavares Pennington. I hope you are prepared for a show unlike any that you've ever seen before. Or heard, I guess it's a podcast. So you aren't going to see anything. on the air <laughs> all right <coughs> so broad strokes how'd you feel about season eight season eight was it my my general perception from it is that they did the best that they could with what they had yeah it was not the the best model for storytelling like the way that they structured the season and how quickly everything happened because really the story isn't the climax but there was no. just Everything is climax, climax, climax. Yeah, which in the grand scheme of things, I I guess makes a little bit of sense with how long this show has been going. It's like, you know, this is it. They need to tie it all together. But I I understand why people feel the way that they do. I don't understand why people feel so strongly about it. I agree. I think that, like, I agree that the the writing was definitely rushed, but that's also because it kind of had to be. You know, like, yeah. they had six episodes, mm-hmm. they needed to get all those climaxes in there. And the way that it, the way that it feels like is that George R. R. Martin, mm-hmm. after season five, when the books straight away, mm-hmm. he gave David Benioff and Dan Weiss mm-hmm. these bullet points. Like, these are the big things that happen from yeah. here on out. Danny goes bad. Brandon's up king. Yeah. And they, part of it is I don't think you can expect David Benioff and Dan Weiss to write anything as good as yeah, George R.R. Martin did. That's true. It's unfair to, uh-huh. <laughs> to really assume that the the last few seasons are going to be as good as the source material. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then it's like, for me, there's this question of, ooh, how, how had things been going before that? Because like they did have the books for that source material, but I think George R.R. Martin only wrote one episode a season. Yeah. And so he was obviously in the writer's room and stuff, and after he left... Things sort of declined. Yeah. But was that decline just from, like, our fascination with the books to a normal TV show? Yeah. Because there was there was, there was was no books for them to go off of, so they're just creating a TV show at this point. And what's, what's interesting is that, like, these were still great oh, seasons yeah. oh, of television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just weren't Game of Thrones standard yeah, great. You know, exactly, like, exactly. seasons one through five, and I'd say even six. Six was amazing, too, mm-hmm. even though that was the last one, or, like, the one that was first after yeah. the books. Mm-hmm. I think seven and eight, they just didn't give themselves enough time. Yeah. The way it feels like is that they set up all these bullet points, and they constructed it backwards. Yeah. They're like, okay, this happens, but how mm-hmm. can we get there? So then they work backwards. Mm-hmm. And it was and that's why some of it might feel rushed. I think uh, obviously there's a lot of people who have beef with just the way the story went, which yeah. is unfair. Yeah, that's not fair. That's, yeah, no, that's not at all. I think the story went it's, great. Yeah, I, I think it, I think that the ending really did uh, provide some sort of like solace with the whole. Like I feel like it's it's completed. They did a good job of tying it, uh, most things up. I won't yeah. say everything, but all in all, like. They didn't do a bad job writing. Like I, I think D and D know what they're doing when it comes to writing. Like they wouldn't oh, have been able sure. to make this show in the first place if they didn't. And there's a lot of like people hating on them right now because of uh, 
they're leaving for Star Wars. Which how do how do you feel about that? I was about to bring that up. Uh-huh. I, uh huh. I I'm encouraged. I think that this next trilogy with D and D at the wheel will mm-hmm. actually be probably better than really? than the trilogy we just yeah. got. I I well, how do you feel about this? Like this is a little off topic. How do you feel about the Star Wars trilogy? I like that. it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. But like. You could throw Star Wars in the front of practically anything, and I'll love it. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's like true. it's that's like true. Uh-huh. because. And another thing about me is that this is more just a personal thing. Not really. I'm entertained by a lot. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> yeah. take a whole lot for me much. to be like, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. this is awesome." Uh-huh. If you've got these beautiful visuals that Star Wars always has, that Game of Thrones obviously had, mm-hmm. the visual effects are just oh astounding. Oh, yeah. yeah. The writing for me, as long as the story is there mm-hmm. and I understand it, and even with like this season where like there were holes, but I could fill those holes easily. Yeah, like I knew it. what happened yeah. and I understood it. Uh-huh. Then I think everything will be fine. And another part of that is that like with the Star Wars, I know that we're <laughs> tying Star Wars and Game of Thrones back and forth, but uh, with Star Wars, I think they have the time. And it's a brand new project where now D and D have to, quote unquote, prove themselves again. Yeah, that's true. But they have to prove themselves with a movie budget. Exactly. Which I think could turn to something spectacular. Oh yeah. Because big like, time. They, it seems like they wanted that movie budget all along. That's why they cut the season down in the exactly. first place. They were like, Game of Thrones is just it's, a big it's movie. It's a giant movie. Yeah, it's that's a all giant it is. movie. How many? How many hours is it? Uh, Total. Yeah. I think it ended up being close to eighty. From season one, episode one to season eight, episode six. It's a lot of close hours. to eighty hours. Just an eighty-hour movie. <laughs> Imagine sitting and watching a movie for three days. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I'd do it for Game of Thrones. Yeah, honestly, that would that would be a kind of fun pastime. <laughs> Binging two point <laughs> But I'm I'm encouraged. I think uh, I think D and D have mm-hmm. sup- and obviously I said they have to quote unquote prove themselves. They don't need to prove shit. <laughs> they don't. They did. They, they did don't. that shit. Like they, they did. did fine. Yeah, exactly. There's a bunch of people who are gonna who are gonna like hashtag boycott Star Wars. Like <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, dude. Like, uh, that's that's just terrible. Yeah. I mean, I I, I have faith. Yeah, <laughs> I have yeah. faith that they'll be just fine. I do. the The, the problem that I, I still kind of have with D and D is that they. It seemed like from what I've seen of interviews of George R. R. Martin talk, Martin talking about what happened and D and D talking about what happened, why they made the decision that they did, it it seems like they grew disinterested in continuing this story. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. And I I can't for the life of me understand that because it's like they knew like they could keep making seasons for another five six years and people will still watch. Oh, for sure, absolutely. But I think. What's crazy is that the decision after season six to go, yep, we're doing season seven and season mm-hmm. eight, was actually entirely on them. Really? It was not HBO. It wasn't the actors. Yep. It was David Benioff mm-hmm. and Dan Weiss. They decided we're going to do two seasons, 13 episodes total. Which is crazy because like, that is like a little over half of what the normal, like, yeah, what two, a normal seasons. two seasons is. Yeah, which is like going into that why like how did they know that that was the 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 number like 13 that was what they needed and like 
I, I just don't understand why they would pick that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, I think it goes back to what I said earlier. I think it was reversed engineered. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like anyway. Yeah. Is that they did these bullet points oh, yeah. and then whatever they had in between mm-hmm. these big bullet points, they're like, oh, that's all we needed. Yeah. yeah. Seven episodes for season uh-huh. seven. That's it. We're good. Yeah. And then yeah. they did it for season eight too. And obviously it would have been a lot better if mm-hmm. they didn't do that. If I think we actually could have gotten a much cleaner and drawn out conclusion if they'd just gone the full 10. Oh, yeah. For both. Yeah, no, they, they we 100% would have. But then uh, I guess the other side of that argument is you have to think about these people as human beings. Oh, exactly. Like, exactly. They're, 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 not, they're not just, you know, here to produce material exactly, for us. Exactly, exactly. Like, they want to go work on other projects. Game of Thrones, Tate, how much, I think it This has been a decade like, of their life. Yeah, this is a decade of, like, they grew up on this show. Now they're like, if I keep doing this, I'm going to be Game of Thrones forever. And, like, after this, mm-hmm. nobody will recognize me for anything else. Exactly. And it's like, they, they don't want to get caught in that box. But, God, that box is beautiful. It was, it really <laughs> was. And I think uh, David Benioff and Dan Weiss... Both, uh, I don't know that anybody going into this 10 years ago mm-hmm. could have foreseen how big oh. this fucking show yeah. got. No, no. I mean, if you tell me in 2010 that the biggest show in the history of the universe is about dragons, <laughs> dragons. and it's just, it's big time just nerd culture, oh, just like what it is, culture, yeah. like stereotypical mm-hmm. nerd culture. I wouldn't fucking believe you. Oh, like, it's just... No. <laughs> I'm dumbfounded in the fact that, like, this has become my favorite. Oh, yeah. No, it's... <laughs> it's like, I remember, like, the, for the longest, I didn't watch this show because I was like... I don't know. It just like doesn't a, seem like something I get Yeah, into. I was like, looks like a bunch of just, like, medieval hacks doing yeah. weird shit. Like, I don't... And it's like, not. It's not at all. Like, it is, like... It is up there, like, with... Like House of Cards level, I'm like when you think about like how they wrote the the politics of the show, exactly like, the things happening within it was so complex. Yeah, it was so intricate, and I think the, uh, I think what's beautiful about it is that it was a fantasy show, mm-hmm. but the emphasis wasn't on the fantasy. Oh no, it was on the people. Yeah, and they made they made the most realistic mm-hmm. fantasy show that there could ever be. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like. Even watching it, it felt like real history, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it felt like this definitely could have happened because yeah. they made it feel real. Mm-hmm. Which is remarkable for any television oh, show. Yeah. But when it's a television show of this scope and this idea mm-hmm. with dragons <laughs> and an army of zombies. Zombie. That was the craziest <laughs> shit to me. When I, when I realized that they were doing zombies, I was like, wait. Wait, hold up. <laughs> Like, I think zombies, like, the first time zombies was an idea, like, obviously, they, they originate from uh, the, the leprosy disease, but, like, 19, like, World yeah, War II. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> World War II was kind of when, like, you know, there was all that talk about, zombies not, like, and, zombies, yeah. and they became, like, this huge public fascination in the United States, yeah. and it, the fact that they implanted that however many years ago like westeros is is like set like whenever that is long as fuck ago like that's just wild to me i it's remarkable that mm-hmm. they did what they did with what it was and i think that's part of george r, r. george r. r martin's genius kind of like his his world Absolutely. building like he literally like i i feel like Westeros could have been a place like exactly. It, I, I feel like it, it, it should have existed at some point. And he's just giving this historical portrayal of what it's, it might have been like. It's amazing what he was able to do, mm-hmm. and what's even crazier is that like 
when he wrote these books, the Song of Ice and Fire series, mm-hmm. he did it with the idea in mind that he absolutely did not want it to be a TV show or movie. Oh, yeah. Yep. I remember that. And he was like, he wanted to make it too complex mm-hmm. so that it couldn't be. Yeah. And what's crazy is that if you read those books, which I haven't yet, but uh-huh. I totally plan, yeah, on, I doing, plan on doing it, there are tons of characters oh, that yeah. are not in the show. Mm-hmm. And tons of characters that like are still alive that they killed off in exactly. season two, like Catelyn Stark. Like she was ne- like she was not supposed to die there, and it's like I understand why they didn't flesh out the whole yeah. like like what is it like zombie ghost Catelyn Stark yeah, on the Revenge yeah. tour. But like it would have been awesome, but like I understand why they didn't do it. Absolutely. Uh, but it just really makes me want to read those books even more. Because exactly. I'm like, I want to see what how much bigger yeah, it was, yeah. you know, because uh-huh. he. He dove into so many different facets mm-hmm. of life, I think, in those books than he did in, in what oh, yeah. the show was. Because the show, I, I don't know this about the books, this is completely speculation, but the show was obviously the big dogs. It was the po- yeah. the political mm-hmm. big people, Yeah. besides Tyrion. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> and uh, I think in the books he also dives into the little people, oh, the yeah. citizens, uh-huh. a little bit, which I would love to see. Yeah. But... It's amazing just it what he was able to do with this. Yeah, and it 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 kind of makes me mad that it's taking him twenty years to write this series. Yeah, but at the same time, like I I know that he wants to make it the best that it can possibly be, and like from everything I've seen George George R. R. Martin talk about, he he is very much a perfectionist. Absolutely, and I, I seriously doubt that when these next books come out, that they will be disappointments. Like, oh yeah, they're like, going to be amazing. Yeah, you can't, and like if your problem was with the story. Mm-hmm. Then I'm sorry, you're not gonna like the books. Yeah. Because that I think I don't think they completely changed the story. Yeah. They took what George R. R. Martin is going to write uh-huh. and they made it their own. Yeah. And with George R. R. Martin's, you're gonna get the deep dives into who the fuck Bran Stark is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because we don't know him. Exactly. We don't we don't even like uh we don't even have like they haven't like portrayed the full array of his powers even in the it's, show. Like they're very ambiguous about what he can do, but in the books, I know that they're very specific about. Yeah, what they he are. Can do. Like he, his powers are so much yeah. more clear. And I think actually, Bran is like the main, like one of the main protagonists in the books. Like yeah. he is like, he gets the most like chapters and things like that. Or is he the protagonist? More on that later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think uh, it was just amazing mm-hmm. the fact that he could do create this world. For so many to like, nineteen point three million tuned in for the finale. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And I mean, and there's way more than that mm-hmm. too. I share an HBO Go <laughs> password with, I'm assuming several people, because <laughs> it's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> so if you take that into account, there's got to be at least twenty five million. I'm thinking. Oh, oh yeah, at like, least people are, and like. <laughs> Uh, Game of Thrones actually was the most illegally watched show online. So like that, there's I I saw some report is like that the ad traffic that they saw it was like in the millions, like millions more like viewers not even recorded as That's part crazy. of that. That's crazy. And I'm just like that, like and it makes sense because I mean I I know like if it came to that I would fucking illegally watch Game of Thrones. Oh, absolutely. Shit, <laughs> like why the fuck not? <laughs> <laughs> but like. What, what what do you think about the idea that this is the this is the last like collective television event for the, the what what we're calling the golden age of television? 
I, uh, I've had some time to think about this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it'll be the last appointment viewing spectacle there is. Yeah. I think, uh, if anything, we're kind of at the beginning of it. I think we're only, we only have upwards oh, yeah. to go from here. I mean, because if you think about it, the big, the big four, uh-huh. I'd say, that have been like, that are widely considered the four greatest shows of all time are Game of Thrones, The Wire, uh, The Sopranos, and Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, yeah. And the thing with all those is like, those are not that old. Oh, They're no. 10 years, yeah. 10 to 15 years old. Uh-huh. Like... <laughs> Are you mean to tell me that like we're gonna get worse from here on out? <laughs> yeah. No, there's no way. Uh-huh. That we're gonna make get sense. better. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think we have a lot to look forward to. I think the prequel for this obviously isn't gonna be this level, but oh, I yeah. think uh, I think the prequel. I think the working title right now is the Long Night. It's uh-huh. I think it'll be I amazing think it's to actually, watch too. Uh, Blood Moon. Blood Moon. I don't know. Or yeah, it's something like that. I, I've heard about Blood Moon. But he George R. R. Martin said he has like five in production or something. Yeah. He was like, I got shit ready on Hulu, fucking like uh, Nat Geo, like For I got sure. hella shit ready. And I was like, that like I'm really excited to see what all of these um, prequels do uh, in terms of bringing the core viewers back from the original Game of Thrones show Absolutely. into the new prequel. Uh, the new prequel shows. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I think they left enough just unanswered about Bran oh, yeah. and the Night King and what they are doing. Yeah, I th- to I th- do an entire mm-hmm. different series just based around the relationship between the Night King and the Three-Eyed uh-huh. Raven. Not even specifically Bran, but like yeah. what the plan is there. So do, do you know the details of the prequels or what they've said so far? Um, the Long Night or Blood Moon. I don't know yeah. what what it was yeah, what's officially it called yet. There's there's a few working. Prequels. I think it's called the Blood Moon, and it's about the Long. Night, the <laughs> okay, first yeah, long yeah, yeah. Night. And uh, it's set like ten thousand years mm-hmm. earlier, which yeah. is roughly the length of the Long Night. Uh huh. So I'm thinking we're gonna get a little more depth into what the White Walkers were. Yeah. Um, and I think we're gonna have to dive into like the old Three Eyed Raven and the yeah, Night King, exactly. Which so, I'm excited to learn more mm-hmm. about. I think they definitely did what they did in order to feed the Game of Thrones mm-hmm. machine oh, for yeah. decades, yeah. probably. Oh, yeah, and like they still haven't even like, what is Essos? We, yeah, yeah, we could dive into a completely different we country, no and it's idea. the same world. You the know? the like, one that I want them to do is, uh, like, Old Valyria. Like, oh, old Valyria would be amazing. That, I want to know so much like, more about When that. they, like, first started taming dragons, and I think that's one of the shows that they are talking about having in production. <laughs> but um, I do know for the long night, it's going to be, like, Bran the Builder is, was alive in that time, and yeah. he's the one who kind of constructed the wall yeah so that's obviously a huge part so like i i can't imagine you know like game of thrones fans not wanting to see that like it's fucking massive ice how the fuck did he do that exactly like like, it's miles long it's miles long (laughs) so this is actually a kind of minuscule but a funny part of it was they show a shot of the end of the wall Uh, i can't remember what episode this is in but uh the the wall extends a little past the 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 ground so like yeah. it goes into the ocean yeah how did they build that 
Like, <laughs> how would you, like, I know he had giants or whatever, but, like, that shit is massive. And, it's like, magic, too. It's Because, yeah. like, that's how they kept out the, oh, the yeah. army of the dead and the night king mm-hmm. is because that wall was built with a certain magic in it oh, that yeah. kept them out. So okay. that, like, they needed that big-ass dragon to knock it down. <laughs> yeah. And it, the universe oh, yeah. of Westeros, Essos, uh-huh. just the Game of Thrones universe is alive and well. And it will yeah. keep going. And what I do like about the way they ended it is they left it open enough to where if Kit Harrington or Macy Williams, mm-hmm. I think Sophie Turner is going to do just fine. But if there is a, if there is anybody in the show who I think might have a tough time from now on becoming uh-huh. anyone else besides Jon Snow or Arya Stark, it's them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think Kit Harrington's going to have a rough time finding something else. If he mm-hmm. doesn't, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Very happy for him. Mm-hmm. I think Macy Williams will probably also have a little bit of a tough time. I, I think so. I've had that thought. But she is, tw- what, 23, 22? Yeah. yeah, she's got... She's super young. Yeah. Like, she started the show at, like, they, they were, like, Sophie and uh, Maisie Williams were, like, kids. Like, yeah. kids' kids when they started this show. So, like... I, and Isaac Hempstead Wright, Brand. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and this, I think it gives them a lot of, like, not even a lot. Like, I can't even imagine, like, the amount of credibility that they've gotten from this oh, show. Oh, absolutely. Like, they, <laughs> and what's amazing, too, is the casting, the mm-hmm. ability to pick those kids. Yeah. When they were that young, mm-hmm. and for them to grow into these actors exactly. and actresses. Yeah. It's amazing. And you can watch them get better at their job <coughs> like throughout the se- like It's amazing. Significantly better. And it's kind of like that's this is like I I really enjoy that they like did that with them. Yeah, and I think uh what's very evident in Macy Williams is that I know a lot of the, a lot of people when the show ended want the uh Arya Stark, West of Westeros. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't want that for Macy Williams. Really? She's grown up as Arya yeah. Stark. Literally uh-huh. her entire, like, over half of her life, oh, almost, yeah. <laughs> has been her as Arya Stark. Uh-huh. So, like, I can't imagine the kind of toll it would take on you to mm-hmm. portray this semi-psychotic killer. <laughs> <laughs> semi-psychotic. For, like... <laughs> 15 years if they were to keep going and mm-hmm. like do all this like oh, yeah. i mean i'd like her to take a break you know yeah, <laughs> just yeah. like go do other things for a little bit mm-hmm. if it doesn't pan out you know what you have that to fall back on there's yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and that's that's also the kind of setup i feel like they they left for everybody yeah, is that like yeah. kit can have that as a fallback that exactly. what's going on north of the wall i don't think they'll do it but uh-huh. what's going on north of the wall they could always fall back on so that. kind of talking about these specific storylines i i will just straight up say Arya's arc was the most disappointing to me. Really? Because I loved it so much. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the way it ended? I just felt like they 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 could have done a consciously better job of making her a a more important character in season eight, like yeah, they did I agree. the seasons before. Because I knew as soon as she left King's Landing and whatever like that was early like that was after season one yeah she left king's landing i'm like she's gonna have an exciting arc yeah she's gonna have a very interesting arc which she did and then (laughs) it has to like terminate for me in something equally substantial yeah and it it just like she killed the night king or which is a pretty fucking big deal (laughs) it which is a big deal (laughs) but there was no fallout from it it was kind of like yeah she did the thing 
Cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think that also feeds into who she was as a character, though. Yeah. It's like, what's funny to me is that I did not see Arya killing the Night King coming. Oh, no, I didn't either. And I don't, yeah, I don't think anybody mm-hmm. really did. I think everyone, like, just in the back of their mind was like, obviously it's going to be Jon Snow. Yeah, obviously. And then the fact that Jon Snow didn't do it, now we're like, well, obviously he couldn't have. <laughs> this dude's the hero every single time. Why oh, would yeah. you do that again? Yeah. Like, I mean, to have Arya go through all this, the faceless man training, the becoming the most badass assassin uh-huh. alive, she had to do something to save the fucking world. Yeah. And she did. Yeah, you know? she did. She did. But she didn't... Also, like, they, they gave her this, like, whole, like, God of Death, like, yeah. thing where she's, like, kind of tied to him and, like, she knows, like, the secrets and, like, she has these abilities. Yeah. But she uses them to kill Walder Frey and then after that is just kind of like... Uh, yeah, the, I, the way they handled the Faceless Man thing was disappointing. Because that could have been so that could, cool. They, they had a lot of options there. That could have there. been so cool. They had a lot of options. And uh, I I do wish they would have used it. But considering the way it went with uh, Cersei's storyline, mm-hmm. how they had uh, Arya not end up going and killing her, Yeah. I think that's almost better. I think the fact that they had the Hound oh, talk yeah. to her and go... I, I, this yeah. is not the life you want. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know what your life is headed mm-hmm. to if you keep doing this. That's true. And I think that facilitated, or not facilitated, but just emphasized how great the relationship between the Hound and Arya was. Oh yeah. yeah. Like just throughout the course of the series, I think that was a mm-hmm. perfect ending to what they were. It's like, I'm the Hound. I'm a cold-blooded piece of shit who doesn't <laughs> care about anybody. Yeah. But you. I don't want you to do this. Yeah, and yeah. he didn't give a that fuck was about sweet. anything. That was I, I will say that 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 made my that made my heart happy. That made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Sandor. <Yeah. laughs> and that was the first time she called him Sandor. That was yeah, uh, it was. It, it, it was, was beautiful. It was very cute. That was an amazing scene. I, I really wanted to see her fucking go fucking off in the last episode. Like just yeah. be like, you know what? Fuck all that <laughs> shit. And she kind of like. It made more sense for her to be like, John, get your woman. Yeah. Like, hey, John, get your lady. <laughs> yeah. She gone cray. Yeah. What's funny to me is in that last episode when she was talking to John, she was like, she's a killer. I know one when I see it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> she just murdered thousands. And now you're saying I know yeah, a killer exactly. when I see her? And Fuck off, Arya. Yeah, this, is a whole, this is a whole other thing we'll get into later, but like... Is Danny a killer, or is she this? Obviously, she didn't turn out to be. She turned out to be this killer, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Did they give her enough showtime as this benevolent leader to justify it? Okay, um, uh, you know what? Let's just dive into it now. All right, fine. yeah, yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's do this. I think uh, I think her sudden break for bad mm-hmm. makes it more compelling. I don't think I would have enjoyed watching her become. Mm-hmm. This, which we kind of did. Yeah, we had time did. to kind of watch her become. Yeah. Us. she, uh, you know, I mean, with Missy getting her head chopped off in front of her, Jorah dying in her arms, mm-hmm. her two best friends who were always there for her. Yeah, and honestly, were the only ones who had any like real sway in her conscience. Oh, yeah. conscience, like telling her, like, "Hey, you shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not it." And I think. Uh, the sudden break where she's sitting up there on her dragon, she's looking at the red keep, and she's like, 
she just breaks slowly and oh, Tyrion yeah. watches it and he's like oh fuck goddamn <laughs> <laughs> like this ain't good oh yeah it's nice. like I think that makes it more compelling to have had a sudden break. I I I do I do too but they so they talk about how like oh leading up to this she said she will take back what is hers with fire and blood yeah she did that before she slaughtered Kingsley. Oh, absolutely. And but then in other uh in, in previous uh like episode or seasons, uh particularly when she met the the slavers and stuff, and they had yeah, like, and she, she like crucified, crucified them. them. Yeah, that was nobody felt that bad about that. We were just like, and Tyrion explains that really well. Yeah, in Tyrion the finale, does. he's like, you know, she she uh-huh. crucifies slavers. Who can blame her? They're terrible yeah. people. Uh huh. Which is, it, it, this gets to an interesting point, which we'll get to, but um, her determination of what is good and what is not, I feel like never extended to the point that they showed it in the show. Yeah. Because she was always one to be like, don't burn the kids. Yeah, this like, is like... Like, be a human being, like, be a normal person who, yeah. with, a, with a heart. And she just kind of like snaps and loses it <laughs> which yeah. you know once again obviously makes sense but at the same time it doesn't yeah it does <laughs> and i think i think the reason it does make sense mm-hmm. and like i'm obviously i don't know if any of you can already tell but i go to bat for db weiss and david, <laughs> david betty off pretty hard and i don't even really know why it's just kind of a yeah. kind of a bias i have yeah. and uh but like i think that, like I said earlier, with the deaths of Jorah and Missy, John ending up being her nephew uh-huh. and actually being the rightful heir to the throne, that really, really fucks with her. It does. And with a history of mental illness in her family. That's true. With her father being the Mad King. Mm-hmm. And... People, another conversation that's been started here is the nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Like, John's a Targaryen. Yeah. Why does it matter? Yeah. Well, the thing was, he was raised by Ned Stark. Exactly. He is a man of honor. And if you want to go, well, Danny wasn't raised by the Mad King, who the fuck was she raised by? <laughs> Viserys? Viserys? That guy was a fuck. She was, like, she was I, in the, I think in the, I'm not sure how old she was supposed to be in the in the show when this happened, but when she got married to Khal Drogo, she was 13 she was, or yeah, 15. Yeah, she like, was like, she, yeah, she was 13 to 15. Like, yeah. that's the age group I get there. Yeah, she was young as hell. And uh, if they were, they couldn't have been because there are laws against that, actually. <laughs> you can't portray a kid in person who's supposed to be a kid uh, in sexual yeah, yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so she, she was older than 18. <laughs> she, had, she had to be older by that time when it happened in the show. But still, this is a formative part of her life. Like, yeah. She didn't She didn't have a personality, really, before she met Khal Drogo. Yeah. She was just kind of like this pawn who Viserion just toted around, like, I'm going to marry off my, my yeah, sister yeah. so that I can go get this Iron Throne. Is she, uh, honestly, I don't, I don't think she was, uh, she ended up being portrayed as the big bad, like the yeah. ultimate force that they had to defeat. Yeah. Which I think is cool that they did that I, twist. I think, and I think, the entire time it's like the Night King and Cersei. Exactly. And in the end it's like, nope, Danny. Exactly. And I think that's dope. Like for, from a storytelling perspective, yeah. that is super cool. Uh-huh. But she has the saddest storyline. Oh, for me. Yeah. Just like as a whole, her life. 
there's just it's devastating so many times I was just like John just fucking forget about it you know not even just kiss her you already hit it once just 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 do (laughs) it it's over yeah you already did it yeah like there's no like harm in doing it more right and it's it's not like you wouldn't enjoy it like yeah it's you know like he uh and there was huh I mean. I get it though. <laughs> I, I also would not like to take part in an incestuous relationship. That's, I, I don't think I would like that either. That. That's a uh, yeah, but like you know, he could have saved everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you just you know, given her a kiss. I, I, I wonder uh, how. So, Danny obviously had no reason or no problem with fucking your little cousin. Like yeah, and like and I, or, or well, her nephew. Nephew, yeah. And I think that's that's because the Targaryen bloodline, uh-huh. it's literally always been incestuous. Yeah, exactly. There have obviously been strays, uh-huh. Rhaegar, getting with Lyanna and making Jon Snow, mm-hmm. but uh, the fact that she is the product of an incestuous relationship also feeds into the mental illness side of things. It does. And if we want to take another example of that, look at Joffrey, uh-huh. then... Uh, just and like Tommen, really. Uh, yeah, Tommen, Tommen committed suicide. But, the, yeah, that, that was... But the, that, there's, there's a lot of layers there. Yeah, there's there. a lot of layers there's there. There's a lot of layers there. And, I mean, she... I don't even remember what we were, where we were at. Danny, uh, <laughs> uh, Danny being, the product, of, being yeah. the product of incestuous relationships. All right, so, yeah. But thousands of years of Targaryens have been produced in incestuous relationships. So, of course, she's not going to have a problem with the incestuous relationship. Yeah. Because, like, that's just what her family's done. Mm-hmm. John, again, was raised as a Stark. Mm-hmm. And in the North, that's not normal. That's not something they do. Yeah. But <laughs> nobody had to know. Nobody had to know. Nobody, nobody had, had to, to know. know. And I, I mean, that kind of brings back like these that's parallels just, with just, Cersei and Jaime, yeah, which yeah, yeah. obviously don't justify it. But, uh, God, it would have been, that would have been so cool. Like, it's kind of like that, that thing that didn't happen, which you, which. I probably wouldn't prefer happen, but it still would have been a little interesting to see. Yeah, as if like, oh, speaking of that, yeah. and the finale, oh, yes. when we were watching, oh, and, yes. and Danny's making her pitch like, uh-huh. come, on, come on, we'll free the whole world the together. World. And, and like John looks like he's enthralled, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And for a second I was like, fuck yes. I know. <laughs> They're going to oh. burn the earth together. <laughs> and I was like, and then they kiss and I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. And I heard, and I was like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's probably the uh, right move. That's, yeah. that's probably the did, way to go. Did you like how quickly it happened? I think it had to. I think, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you kind of do there. Yeah. And I don't, in, in a way, I don't think it was quick considering that's true. Considering the the whole pitch and stuff leading up to it, like yeah. that entire thing is her death scene, mm-hmm. and it's just like she's like, he gave her every chance. Yeah, he kept going like, well, why does that? <laughs> why are you the why? person who yeah, gets exactly. to decide? He's, he's saying these pretty simple like, things, and... and then she's like, well, I am, and he's she's like, so... no, nope, damn yeah. it. Say something else. Say something <laughs> Say else. Say something else. Yeah. And she's like, "Come on, we'll free the world." And he's mm-hmm. like, "God damn it! All right, <laughs> I guess I have to kill you." She's like literally so clouded by power that she believes that she is now the one who gets to dictate the definition of the good, uh, which is you know obviously that's what that's the downfall of any ruler. But is it? 
It can be. It can be, but only if you have those those people around you who are going to tell you this is the wrong thing to do. But think of like tyrants are not something that are that are uncommon, or, or tyrants are not people that uh, haven't held power for long periods of it's time. It's a valid point, yeah. So it's like she just as well could have had that mentality and did it. We've seen it happen. What do you th- like? Jo- Joffrey's a perfect example. I was that. very I was very afraid of that happening too. Yeah. I thought like after episode five. I was like, well, shit, where do we go from here? Because mm-hmm. after episode five, it ends, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, John is retreating with the Northmen. Yeah. Is there any chance he goes outside the walls, regroups, and tries to take the city back? <laughs> so, and I was like, no. I was like, if he did that, he's an idiot. Yeah, that that would be pretty stupid. <laughs> I mean, like because she's got Drogon, she's got Drogon. the Unsullied, and mm-hmm. the Dothraki, and an issue that they didn't. I was, I was like, there's no way that Danny is gonna die after episode five. Like that was my thought. I was like, yeah. she's she might fucking rule this bitch. Oh, like she. Yeah. This show might end with her just uh-huh. killing everybody and being like, yep, I'm Queen of the Ashes. No, like, that's queen it. Queen of the Ashes. And I think it's interesting, and this this is a fault of the writing, mm-hmm. is that they didn't make it clear or really make the Unsullied and the Dothraki a problem after Jon killed yeah. Tyrion. And, like, the biggest problem there was that like they were like well they can't do this they are our prisoners mm-hmm. and i'm just like dude you're fucking gray worm you don't give a fuck kill them yeah exactly like... that was that was probably the the most inconsistent part but i like they wanted to set up this meeting between all the lords so that, yeah yeah but so th- they fast forward right after he does it drogon burns the shit actually let's talk about that real quick. yeah let's talk about that because that's beautiful what, what do you think about that symbolism i think it's perfect Mm-hmm. For what it was, and like, if you want to talk about how Danny always talked about how she wanted to break the wheel, oh yeah, Drogon fucking did it for Drogon her. Drogon did it, yeah. He burned, he burned the Iron Throne, which is ultimately what she was always after. Mm-hmm. What ended up making her break, or not what made her break, but was the motivation behind yeah. her breaking. Yeah. And God, that just that whole sequence was amazing. Uh-huh. John killing her, Drogon coming in. Oh. Drogon nudging Danny with his nose. Oh, yeah. I was like, uh, you poor little that, bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt I felt good about Drogon just leaving. Like, I, I I can't imagine anyone else, like, him growing close or, like, being with anyone else or having anyone else, anyone else ride him besides Daenerys. Oh, absolutely. I'm really glad they didn't go the route of Jon taking in yeah. Drogon. Yeah. Because that would have been dumb. Yeah. Like, looking back. Like, uh-huh. I, I think in the moment, if they'd done it in a good way, I'd have yeah. been fine with it. But, like, looking back, the way they did it, I think is the best way they mm-hmm. could have. And honestly, John just seems fucking afraid of power. Like, it's, it's just like... It's, I don't think he's afraid of power. Because he's, he's showing that he can handle it. Oh, no, he can't. Time after time. I think it's just that, like, he's like, dude, fuck this. <laughs> like, yeah. all of you are coming at me like uh-huh. you are the king you are the chosen one and I'm just like and I'm bro. just like dude let me hang out with my wildlings <laughs> yeah <laughs> my bros the brodies come on and what's funny is like if you want to get down to it 
There's only one time in the entire series where we see John with the slightest bit of a personality. <laughs> and it's when he's a wildling. I know. You know? so good. I need to go back and watch that season. I know, because, like, seasons two, three yeah. is when he's, like, that's when the storyline for him is the Night's Watch and the Wildlings. Yes. Yeah. Two, three, and four. Uh-huh. And I think during that season two specifically, I think, is when he was in the Wildlings. Mm-hmm. And he fell in love with Egret. I think that is by far the happiest oh. and the most personality we've ever seen around yeah. John. Yeah. And that's why it makes me really happy that he went north of the wall yeah. at the end. Exactly. And I think that it's just unfair for anybody to go, well, it doesn't make sense. Why did they make John Aegon Targaryen? <laughs> yeah, which it, it makes a lot of sense why they did that. Like yeah. it, it, it that was a huge conflict that's within what started, Daenerys. That's basically what started the whole fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. That that was the last scene of of season 7. Yeah. Or, yeah, 7. Uh but what what do you think about the the parallel between the relationship that John had with Egret versus the relationship he had with Daenerys? Um, I think it was a uh, it was almost too perfectly parallel. They had very similar similar mm-hmm. storylines. They did. It was Egret. I'm totally down. We can do this. <laughs> yeah. You are a crow. I'm a wildling, but uh-huh. I don't give a fuck. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. You're a wild thing. <laughs> You're a I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. And he was going to, you know, yeah. like, and honestly, I think if you want to get down to it, again, this is straying away from the parallels thing. Uh-huh. But John and Danny never loved each other the way John loved Egret and Danny loved Caldrogo. So that is my problem because it's like they spent episodes like fleshing out, hinting at this relationship that John and Egret would have. But you never, like, the first time that they met, I was like, hmm. Huh. Because he didn't kill her. Because he, he didn't he kill took her. That, he took his sword, and he hit the rock, and he was like, damn. I was like, he, yep. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he did that, I'm like, oh. <coughs> and then, like, when it happened, it was so satisfying. But, like, John and Danny happened over a period of, like, an episode. And that, that's what sucked about that, is that yeah. that was another fault of them making the story uh-huh. quick. And I think their thought process there was like, Obviously, it was always building at this point. Yeah. Like, and I get that. I always, like, that was always my Mm -hmm. thought at the beginning. I was like, oh, dude, I know they're nowhere near each other. They're on completely different continents, but they're totally going to bang. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was, like, my entire, I think that was everybody's kind of thought. It was like, these are obviously the two main characters. Uh Uh-huh. Which actually isn't true. John wasn't, like, the main, main guy until, like... The fourth season. Yeah, I don't exactly. Think. He was just like another story. He, yeah, he really. was just he was more like the equivalent of what I would say is Brienne. Yeah. For the first few yeah. seasons. Yeah, that's fair. So when you see, what I love about, and this is just this goes back to the world building that they did is mm-hmm. they created a legend with Jon Snow. Oh. You know. Yeah. He literally rose from this bastard, <laughs> who. Yeah his family didn't even really like except for Ned and it's he grew into the lord commander of the night's watch yeah a friend of the free folk friend of the free folk brought it like brought them all in the unification of the free folk and like and that's the thing this dude was obviously a great leader oh yeah people wanted to listen Uh to him people wanted to follow him some people did (laughs) Yeah, and the, and the ones who didn't were just assholes. Were just assholes. <laughs> and they got killed for it. <laughs> Nothing was more sad. That, uh, I can't remember his name, but the bald guy that was uh, 
one of the uh, like head guys at the at the Night's Watch before John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy fucking pissed me off. That dude was annoying. Holy shit, he was not he was not worth shit. But he kept like being like, "Oh, I'm so yeah, you're you're just fucking John Snow. Nobody cares about <laughs> nobody you, cares about you, bastard." Yeah, and I'm just like. John Snow would whoop that ass. Like, <laughs> like dude, anybody here can fight him yo, right now. I know. There's only one person in that universe that would beat John Snow in a fight, and it's Arya Stark. Arya Stark. Oh yeah, yeah. That's 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 probably true. I can't. I, I can't imagine. I mean, I think Grey Worm would give him a run for his money. I think so. Just because they're such different yeah. t- styles of fighters. <laughs> God, we this entire thing is just a rabbit hole. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think. Uh, John, his story, it's remarkable because at the beginning of the show, for the entire first season, and a lot of the second season, you are not thinking this guy is the guy. Oh, no. You're just thinking this guy is one of the guys. Exactly. And come three, four, and then five, hard home. When hard home happened... Holy shit, dude. Shit. That's yeah. when I was like, Jon Snow is the greatest person that's ever <laughs> oh, lived. Oh, yes. When no. he killed that White Walker. Uh-huh. And what's crazy is he whooped that White Walker's ass yeah, once he got a sword that, like, was cute. able to fight. Yeah, exactly. He was like, bing. <laughs> I was like, goddamn. I was like, like that was quick as fuck. That shit. Yeah, no. He is, like, to me, he's, like, this guy who just, like, he's, like, that guy who kind of just does everything right. But, like, Beautiful. he doesn't expect anything more because of it. He's just like, this was what was supposed to... This is to... what Ned wanted me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wanted me to do. Yeah, which, oh, man, I love that relationship so much. Between... And what's crazy is we didn't even really get to see it. I know. I but you knew that. it was there because of how John turned out. Yeah. John ended up being Ned. Like, exactly. And what's funny is, like, <laughs> my parents watched the show before I did. Uh-huh. And my dad kept watching the show after he watched season one and my mm-hmm. mom stopped because they killed the main character she really didn't like it that much she didn't like it and there was a lot she was okay. not alone in that yeah no she was not alone in that a lot of people were like man fuck this they yeah. just killed the main character uh-huh. what are they gonna do in the future <laughs> i didn't like it either but i was like <coughs> but what are was, they gonna do that was the, the exact reason why i kept watching yeah, exactly. i was like and i was just like they're on some shit like they just killed the main per like I've never seen like a no show has ever never done that. No, ever no and show. it was amazing. And I think it's pretty cool that like now that we've seen the entire show and its entire scope, uh-huh. they didn't really kill the idea oh. of who Ned Stark was no. because he kept living with yeah. John. Exactly. Like John ended up being the ebso facto Ned yeah. Stark. Yeah. And I think that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. That he ended up rising through the ranks, becoming king in the north, becoming Aegon Targaryen, the fucking So the the, the big pivotal moment for me with Jon was when he died. Yeah. And he came back to life. Season 5 finale, season 6, episode 3. Because because that was just Jon's my favorite character ever. (laughs) (laughs) That was just like crazy to me. Like, I was like, this dude really like died for being a good person. Yeah. And he came back, which brings the natural question of why? What's this Lord? They didn't. Uh, how do you it, like? Th- this is obviously this fucking rabbit hole. But the Lord of Light. Honestly, I think that's brought... what's making this awesome. It's just a giant <laughs> rabbit hole. We're going deep and deeper and deeper oh, yeah. into this pit. It's amazing. The, the, the Lord of Light brought him back to life because it was necessary. 
obviously we're assuming that's to kill Daenerys, but that's who is this Lord of Light? What are his motivations? Dude, the Lord of Honestly, I want an entire sequel or prequel uh-huh. revolving around the Red Witch oh. si- like yeah. group because there's more than one. Oh, really? I yeah, because there's one that popped oh, in and met Daenerys. Mm-hmm. There was. Because I think there's like a league of them, quote unquote, uh-huh. and Essos. Oh, okay. Like, that's like a big deal. And I would love to learn more about what the Lord of Light is. Because they make it seem like throughout that the Lord of Light's main foe is the Army of the Dead. Yeah. And the reason... The whole Prince Who's Promised thing is very unclear. They kept bouncing around as to who the fuck that could possibly be. Uh-huh. And... It could be John. It could be Arya. Like it, like even in the end, like I'm yeah. still there. Like that's still what be. I'm thinking. Yeah. And I think because with John, the reason the uh, that Melisandre thought that he was the Lord of Light, or not the Lord of Light, the or Prince the, who was promised, yeah. was because she brought him back, and she thought he was going to be the leader who led them in the fight against the Army of the Dead, which yeah. he was. Yeah. He was the lead guy in that. Mm-hmm. But if you look at all the storyline, obviously Arya's there too. Like, she uh-huh. killed the Night King. Yeah. She ended it. So, like, and then Jon ended up killing the biggest foe that the uh-huh. world was going to face. Oh, yeah. Because she was like, yo, we're going to liberate all the world now. You see how easy that shit was? You see what liberation looks like? <laughs> look at him. It's fire. <laughs> In ash, you know? <laughs> and it's just... It's still really unclear where the prince who was promised prophecy lies. Uh-huh. But I think it's pretty awesome. And, like, it's pretty awesome that they left so much open for me. Yeah. Just because, like, I like I like the interpretation part. I know I that's too. not what you're supposed to do in television. Like, you're supposed yeah, to, no, you're supposed to <laughs> give people the answers. Yeah. But, like, I appreciated that. Uh-huh. I understand why a lot of people didn't. totally like i don't blame you at all but like i like being able to like go off on my own little tangents and thinking about what it is and what it could have been Uh and i think it's i think that is part of what makes this show a lot of fun oh yeah i think it does too because it 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 allows it to be so much lore like if you go on youtube you can find like three hour long videos of them just like talking about the lore of game of thrones and like these different theories and these different like historical events that might may or may not have happened now i know george r R. martin has said like they're not all completely true but the fact that he can even go back and be like nah that's wrong it's like already remarkable because like it's once again he just created a whole fucking world of shit it's unbelievable dude which uh, honestly like it it makes sense that there are so many like moving parts and so many like loose ends and things left to interpretation because like that's that's the nature of the world like, exactly it's, it's all a matter of like your prerogative your interpretation how you want to judge a specific thing in a specific moment like it's not necessarily about what it is or what it isn't it's about yeah. what you think it is what you think it is and what's cool is like another aspect of this show that i think is pretty awesome is that the simplicity of the idea that like you need to know the history to not repeat it oh yeah and because what's cool is it is like it's not until like season five or six i think it's six that danny even re like really learns mm-hmm. who her dad was oh yeah because sir barristan selmy tells her yeah. like i served for your dad uh-huh. he is the monster that everyone said uh-huh. 
So her entire life, she lived thinking that was a lie. Mm-hmm. Her entire life, they were like they wronged my they wronged my yeah. father. They they were all they were all against him. They were out to get him because yeah, that's exactly. exactly what the Mad King also thought. <laughs> yeah. So like the fact that she didn't even really learn mm-hmm. who her father was, it just feeds into the idea that like she was bound to repeat it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's it's a it's an interesting story that they that they built with. Um, just kind of like these moral questions i think there's a lot of that like like ethics is a very hard thing to 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 judge and i think that they really like gave that portrayal because like certain things you do because you're in a position but certain things you don't and you can't understand it because you're not in that position you know what i mean exactly and it's it's truly truly just the depth and Mm -hmm. the scope of this show has been amazing yeah. One thing that I want to dive into specifically about the story is uh, Bran. To, yeah. yeah. Okay. To wrap up the uh, first hour here, Shit. we're fifty-two minutes in. Damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the theory is that Bran made all this shit happen. Have you read? Have you read into this at all? Well. Okay. Has it occurred to you I, I, I naturally? Saw, I saw like the meme thing on Twitter. About, yeah, where like, like his, like, eyes, turned yeah, his blue, eyes turned blue. Which honestly, I think would have been dope. That would have been so cool. <laughs> just like I, I kind of wish they would have ended with something that indicated Bran oh, was yeah. was a bad dude. And it would have just been another like twist. Which just is another twist that like just kept kept it going, you yeah. know. Uh-huh. And like, I like the idea that we can now just kind of be like, well, what was Bran? Mm-hmm. What did Bran do? Because there's still so much we don't know about him. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, where was he the entire Battle of Winterfell? Sitting by a tree. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> exactly. He had he had his eyes rolled back in his head, and I know we saw those ravens fly off at the beginning uh-huh. and go find the Night King, but then, like, we never return to what Bran might be seeing. Yeah, exactly. What's he doing? Is he just making sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to? <laughs> like. Yeah. But then it's like, what's the point of that? It's not like he can be like, hey, get on your shit. Like, he can't speak from the Raven or anything, or they don't have walkie-talkies or anything, but it's like... I just had a thought. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> that I've, like, I've been having, or that I had during the Battle of Winterfell. Okay. That I hadn't really Untied. tied to Bran. Oh, okay. Every time Melisandre talks to somebody, it seems like their mind is very easily and quickly changed. And I thought that had something to do with the Lord of Light. Okay. But the fact that Bran keeps saying, you're exactly where you're supposed to be, makes me think that he has something to do with that. Like when Melisandre talks to Jorah at the very beginning and is like, uh-huh. tell your soldiers to put up their weapons. And yeah. then he like just kind of looks at her for a second. And then he goes... And then like, <laughs> yeah. tell, they like dude, waves yeah. his hand. And he's like, yeah, 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 do it. Uh-huh. And then later she's going to Davos... And, like, this could also just be what she said that made Davos stand down. Yeah. Where she's like, uh, oh, don't worry, Sir Davos, I'll be dead by the dawn. And he, like, lets her pass. Uh Uh-huh. Then there's when she talks to Arya. What do we say to the god of death? Not today. And then she, like, looks at her, and without saying a word, she just runs off. Yeah, she just goes. Everything everything there just seems kind of abrupt and, like, pretty... Uh Uh-huh. Pretty, like... Oh yeah, okay. I know what I need to do. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this. And it, it's almost like someone had to have set them yeah. on a path like that. I, I obviously well, it could have been just that like they were like yeah, yeah. But it's it. 
There's well, a lot of stuff that just I seems... think that that is a part of her her abilities <coughs> or her powers or whatever you want to call them because she's supposed to be this this person who interprets the 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 will of the Lord of Light can see visions yeah, flashes yeah, yeah. of the future mm-hmm. uh, and get sort of similar to how Bran what Bran explained is like he he doesn't know exactly what's going to happen but yeah. he knows certain things that should happen yeah. uh, to set up what should happen um, or what's supposed to happen but it's 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 really it brings into this question of like fatalism for me like w- did everything that happened was it predestined to happen and i get that vibe mm-hmm. i get that vibe from the show big time like it just seems like a lot of the stuff it was just like this is what was supposed to happen yeah. so that's why it happened mm-hmm. which in a way not a fan of yeah that kind of sucks, mm-hmm. but I understand it. Yeah, like I get it, and I don't. I don't have a huge problem with it, but like, I don't like the idea that none of these choices that these characters made throughout their stories, the idea that those weren't their own. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. That's kind of a, a. I just got done watching the Matrix trilogy, which is the only reason I'm saying this. But like, it's it's a huge question in the Matrix, like. Do we make choices? Yeah. Or are we just, you know, pawns in this big game? Yeah. But then this the question game of Thrones, is... But I'm... Go ahead. Who's playing the game, though? <laughs> God damn, dude. We're getting into it. All right. <laughs> so, the entire conversation of predestiny and just all of this. Uh-huh. The levels that... Bran would have to go to. I think it's almost... I mean, it's completely not not unreasonable. Oh, no. Therefore, it is reasonable. Yeah. I could have just said that. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> the idea that Bran definitely could have done all this, just given his power. Oh, yeah, he could have. He, can, he, he obviously has an influence on the past. We saw it when he went yeah. back and yelled, Father, to Ned Stark when mm-hmm. he was running up to... Liana to birth John. Yeah. He was like, and then Ned turned around and he was like, what the yeah. hell? He was like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? And, like, <laughs> and so like, clearly he has an influence on the past with hold the door, Hodor, mm-hmm. like that whole thing. So it's, it's almost too much to think about how much, mm-hmm. cause we don't even know what, his abilities into the future are like exactly yeah because we know we saw his vision of a dragon flying over king's landing uh-huh. we didn't get much else other than that oh no for his glimpses into the future yeah it's like what the fuck is this kid doing <laughs> i think that there is a, a a really a hard to explain variable which is the night king because the night king isn't a character in the books so this is a a completely show created Character. Yeah. Like, obviously, the White Walkers and everything exists, but there is no Night King. Yeah. Someone with this crazy power to throw spears at dragons and yes. shit. But they are tied somehow. There actually is a character in the book named the Knights King. Yeah, Knights King. But isn't there a different, uh, like... It's a different, different, different it's a different idea. Like, He's a, uh, the Knights King, I believe in the books, I, I don't know if I'm 100% correct on this, is a mm-hmm. Stark. Okay, yeah. And he, uh, he beds a it's still kind of up in the air it's mm-hmm. lore at this point like whether or not it was a white walker or a wildling uh-huh. but they birthed 
something or someone and it would it will grow into the night king oh, quote okay. unquote and that's that's part of the lore like that's not explicitly stated uh-huh. in the books but i i believe that is part of the lore okay which is just the fact that there can be a story with this oh, yeah. much lore oh, surrounding yeah. it is remarkable oh yeah well looking at how they talk about it in the show <laughs> at least or the the continuity of it they described the Night King as a person who the, the children of the forest created yeah. uh, to fight back against, what what was it? What, the like, first men. Yeah, the first men, that's what it was. And so my only question is, like, where had this this Night King or this the, the first White Walker that they created, that was thousands and thousands of years ago. What had he been doing, like, before then? Like, did he... Do the long night and the, or like the first long night and then fail and just retreat or like yeah what? I uh, this is yeah now we're getting into the lore completely there's <laughs> yeah. a uh, there's a theory that what happened there is the first men and the children in the forest had mm-hmm. to team up to fight the army of the dead yeah which that's not lore that is yeah what the show says happened mm-hmm. and uh but the solace and the peace they found somehow is still very unclear. So I think the way that the lore goes is that the Night King and the Children of the Forest and First Men made a deal where they built this wall. You guys stay on that side for as long as you guys, for thousands, like 10,000 mm-hmm. years or something like that. Okay. When we are long gone. So it was kind. Of, I think. I think the deal okay. is like it was kind of just a. We're not dealing this. Dealing with this. We'll fuck the future of humanity. Like yeah. that's what it is. Like that's that's what it comes down to for me. That's. Because I logically I don't understand how else it would work. Yeah. There had to have been a deal where they gave the White Walkers something to retreat. Exactly. Or not retreat, but. Just fall back. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not fuck with them. <laughs> so like I don't, I don't really know what it may have been. And I uh-huh. think that's that's part of what I think we're gonna dive into, with this prequel. Oh yeah, no. Is how sure. that stuff came to be because yeah. we I, like there, there's so much that there's, we just do there, not there, know. Yeah, and like I knew from the beginning when they when they built up this like threat of the White Walkers that would like like you knew in season one that this would grow that they would not be able to stop them easily yeah but then there's this whole other thing going on with the throne which means you have these two conflicts that could both equally drive its own story in one story so it, it made it hard for them i think to kind of give everything about the white walkers especially when they weren't supposed to like they were supposed to be like this final big threat at the uh, in the last season uh so i guess that might have made it difficult but like there is still so much that we don't know that is that's true all right to uh we got 30 minutes left on this recording i have going all right i'm thinking we dive into this uh the bests oh yeah that we have here let's do that what's funny here is we have best battle best character Best character development, and in parentheses on this outline, I have Jamie, duh, because I made this. I think after the first episode, or the sec, after the second episode of season eight, I was oh, like, shit. oh yeah, Jamie's gonna <laughs> Jamie. turn out just fine. <laughs> and then uh, best couple, 
best overall moment, and we're gonna we're gonna have to start a new recording for that one. Oh. <laughs> and then that's that's all we have for here. So uh-huh. let's go. Let's start with best battle. What was your favorite battle throughout the entire series? The entire series. So the 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 battle of bastards was one that that really like. It really like I it, it I didn't I thought that they were going I thought it was over like I was oh like, yeah I was like well goddamn they're gonna have Ramsey win <laughs> over and I was like I just see like Jon Snow like fucking getting trampled see, climbing <laughs> out of the top of there that that was always funny to me like there I saw a meme a while back of like Jon Snow why the fuck are you so valiant like yeah. he's just like like standing down a fucking dragon like standing down an army like. He has any chance? Exactly. Like, <laughs> uh, like literally every time that like that situation has come up, he when all of them are charging at him when because yep. he's in the middle of the field. Ramsey did uh-huh. exactly what he wanted him to. Exactly. He drew out. He God, drew out so Rickon. Was it Rickon? Yeah. Was, Rickon. That, the, was, was that the little kid? He, he was running back. Yeah. Yeah. He but. was he was running back to John. John went to go meet him. He drew oh. John into open field. Yeah. Exactly what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. which is exactly what Sansa told him not to. Yeah. He was like, don't do what he wants you exactly. to. Exactly. And then, and then he stands there, facing down yeah, an entire like, army. Just gonna, nah. Which, honestly, one of the most badass moments of the entire badass show. Badass as fuck. That, like, I, every time I watch that, chills. I'm t- I have chills talking about it right now. <laughs> it's like, like, when he draws that sword and he's like... And just oh, just yeah. like looks at them. I'm like, ha, oh, amazing. And then he did it with Viserion. A dead fucking dragon. No, what the fuck? Like, you think you're gonna, like... I don't think he thought he was gonna slay that dragon. I well, think he was obviously. like, I'm gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the same thing he did when Drogon came, when he was when he it, killed Danny. Yeah, he, exactly. he just stood up, he was like... He was just <laughs> like, if you're gonna take, take me, me do it. Like, <laughs> take me. He's not afraid of death. But <laughs> That dude's been having a death wish for years. Like, looking at the context of that battle, it was, like, so huge to me because... I don't know about you... But fuck Ramsey Bolton. Oh my god. I don't god know. If you it. are not in that pool, <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> Ramsey Bolton is the most evil fucker Yo, on the entire series. The entire you can't convince shit, me like, otherwise. You really cannot. So I know, sadistic. Like, like, and there, there's a big debate there. Cersei or uh, Ramsey. Who's Ramsey. more evil? Ramsey. 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 Ten Ramsey. times out of ten. Cersei, the enjoyment she takes mm-hmm. from the pain she gives others is because she has a personal vendetta against yeah. them. Ramsey, who the fuck was Theon to Ramsey? <laughs> Ramsey just captured Theon shit. and tortured him just because. Yeah, I know. Just because when, he was like, "Cause I like it." When they, <laughs> like, when they the were like, you, he literally like enjoys pain by virtue of itself. Which if is you think this like, happened, if you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been watching. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was just like, like when from the moment that he that that Ramsey like freed Theon and let him go and like. Gave him hope just to be like, ha Fuck you. <laughs> I was just like, yo, this dude's evil as fuck. Like, this is like... Cut off Theon's favorite toy. That is... <laughs> and, like, just, like, all of the... And it it, it lasted for so long. Like, they, they've... See, this is, like, where I think Game of Thrones did their best work was when they were taking these storylines and, like, fleshing them out over episodes. Because but, they gave us a lot a of lot. beef between... Well, they gave us... They gave us a lot of reason to hate Ramsey. Oh, yeah. And they gave us a lot of reason to recognize that there was a hatred between uh-huh. Jon Snow and Ramsey. Yeah. And they never come face to face. Yeah, exactly. Which is amazing. The fact Crazy. that you knew it was there. Yeah. They could not stand each other. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Ramsey, I don't think he really gave a fuck about Jon Snow. It was just kind of like, huh, you're there, this is your home, fuck you. Like, <laughs> yeah, <"Haha, laughs> basically. I like to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so he, he does that with Theon, and we haven't even talked about Sansa yet. Oh, God. That was so Dude, fuck fucked. Ramsey oh, Bolton. God damn it. He made Theon watch. Like, I was like... Oh, I forgot about that part. I was like, oh my god. Like, oh. this, I, I don't know if I've seen, like... That, that, that is, that's the most evil thing I think that's been done yeah, in the show. It, it, I, I know that this show, obviously, they were allowed to do whatever the fuck they wanted, but some of it, I was like, that's a lot. Lines. That's like, a lot, dude. Jesus Christ, like, fuck. If you want to get down to it, the most evil shit that happened in this show always happened to Sansa. Oh, yeah. Sansa was tortured. Mm-hmm. She was raped by Ramsay mm-hmm. while, the- while he made Theon watch Joffrey... Showed her her dad's head on a spike outside of King's Landing. After killing him in front of her after she begged him not to. And and what's crazy about that is, like, people look back on that and think Cersei was a bitch. Cersei was telling him, do not do this. Yes. Yeah. Please she do not like, do Jesus this. Jesus Christ, like, Yo, not. yo, yo, you can't do that. Like, like, it's fucked. Like, <laughs> there are rules to this evil shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there were only two people who violated the rules to this evil shit. Oh, yeah. Joffrey and Ramsay. Joffrey and Ramsay. Danny ended up breaking the rules, but I don't think it was because of evil shit. Cersei broke the rules, but it was also because mm-hmm. of personal vendetta. Yeah. Joffrey and Ramsay broke the rules because they were fucking evil. Oh, yeah. Fucking evil. And it... Ah, oh, God. Well, I think we can agree that the worst character was uh, Ramsay or By Joffrey. Uh, but who was the best character? Whew. That's tough. I think, uh, if you want to get down to it, I think in the end, the best character there was in terms of just overall who they were and staying true to mm-hmm. who they were through and through was John or Brienne. The only time we ever saw Brienne even slightly stray from who she oh. was is when Jamie was leaving. Oh, yeah. And I don't think... I think people may have interpreted that incorrectly. Because mm-hmm. if you want to, if like the way I took it, or the way I had to justify it in my head, because yeah. I was like, why'd they do that? Yeah. You can't exactly. have Brienne go out like that. Right. It was, I think it's because Jamie was the only man, she or the only person, really, mm-hmm. that she'd let see all of her. Yeah. Like, physical... Emotional, yeah, everything. Exactly. Jamie was the only man or anybody that uh-huh. could do that to her. Yeah. And I think that's how I took it. I was mm-hmm. like, Jamie's the only person who has that kind of effect on her. Mm-hmm. And in that, I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. I think Brienne, through and through, is, was the most honorable. I think so. Too. Most true to her character, mm-hmm. most loyal, just overall, the best character on the show. Yeah. She was a knight through and through. Gosh, and that yeah, scene. When she that got scene, knighted, that was... And she smiled. Uh, that yeah. smile, man. That was That awesome. made me so happy. Yeah. What, one thing about her thing with Jamie was, <laughs> to me, I was like, I think Jamie's arc is supposed to show us that people can be good. Yeah. And they can be... And people can be bad. They can be both. And really, like, I think they try to tie in, like, 
love is this, which is a common thing that you see in stories. But yeah, you, you kind of have to have an aspect love of love, is or else it's not going to be a factor where it's yeah. like it just kind of sways them one way or the other. They do what they do because of this love. Absolutely. But I don't think like I'm, I I know for a fact that Jamie Lannister was deep down a good person. Exactly. He was, and Brienne knew that too. And mm-hmm. He he was the best version of himself mm-hmm. when he was away from Cersei. Yeah. With Brienne. Mm-hmm. Or not, you didn't even have to be with Brienne. Yeah, you know, really? if he was just doing something that didn't involve Cersei, uh-huh. you were shown that this dude was good. Exactly. Yeah. If he was going to sack a city, mm-hmm. it was for Cersei. If he was yeah. with Cersei, he was with Cersei. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that Cersei fucked that dude up. Mm-hmm. It was his heroine. I don't even think it was like Cersei specifically, but the Lannister name, like. It's, yeah. like, his whole, like, not, not Tyrion, obviously, but, like, his father, this person who treated him like the golden boy, like, all through his life, and he became that golden boy until he lost his hand, obviously, uh, but the bond Then he that, became literally a golden boy, ha <laughs> <laughs> And, like, the bond that he was able to get with Brienne over, like, what he did there was just, like, I think it really, like, solidified that he is capable of being that good person, but... This, the, the, you know, if you thought this was going to be a happy ending, you were wrong. Yep, you haven't been paying <laughs> you attention. You haven't been paying attention. <sighs> yeah. So. And in a way, that does give Jamie the best character development. In a way, in a way, but I have a different argument to make. Let's talk about it then. Best Theon, character development. Theon Greyjoy. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I, I don't know about you, but when he sacked Winterfell, I was pissed. There was a point. When he killed the fucking maester. He killed the maester, oh my right? God, yeah. yeah, I was like, Theon's was like, unforgivable. I was like, no, I'm never fucking. Actually, guy. you know, the first time I watched it and he got captured by Ramsay, I was like, eh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah you know what? No, Fuck me you, too. Theon. Me too. I didn't know what he was going to do, though, at that time. But I was just like, yeah, no, this dude, like, they were there telling him, like, dude, like, this is, like, technically, like, your other family, like, your step family, yeah. like, they raised you nah they they stole me and it's yeah, like that, bro which, like and like that that is one of the most compe- he has one of the most compelling stories uh-huh. of anybody in the show too because that is true mm-hmm. they did take him as a prisoner mm-hmm. in the in the battle in which the gray joys rebelled yeah it was they took him as a prisoner and they raised him yeah which is interesting that ned stark was just like we're not going to give you back to the gray joys you're going to be my son yeah exactly and there's not a lot of people out there who are better oh, no. than Ned Stark. No. Not, I don't know if there's... T- anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know if there's anybody. But, like, the, the, like, and it's all, like, you have to look at everything that Ned Stark did in terms of duty. Because that was his thing. That's duty. what he needed to do. Yeah, and he was like, the Greyjoys rebelled. We gotta whoop their ass real quick and, you know, do what we you normally know, do with the people who fucking You're a kid. I don't want to kill you. Yeah, but he's like... But well, I can't give you back. Exactly. Yeah, because he's like, I'm not fucked Greyjoys, which yeah. was a fair thing to say because yeah. fucking his father was a piece of shit. Dude, but Theon's dad was a douche. Yo, he was a dick. What did he do when he sent him his fucking... Uh... He was like, well, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and Yara's just like... Yara's like, yo, we gotta do something. And he's like, no, we don't. And he's like, hey, he, he took to Winterfell. He wasn't supposed to do that. And she's just like... Dude, this is your like. What would Ned Stark? Have, what do you think? Like, oh, oh Ned my Stark God. would have flipped his fucking shit. Oh my it's, God, it's it's over. Ned's like <laughs> it's Ramsay over for Ramsay Bolton. He would have been. He just sent the whole. Yo, fucking... like, and that's what's cool about that too. Yeah, is like Theon's 
birth dad mm-hmm. didn't do shit about it. Mm-hmm. If the same thing would have happened and Ned Stark would have been sent Theon in a box, <laughs> he would have done something about it. Yeah. It's not even his blood. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that just shows you who Ned Stark is as a person. But looking at Theon's character development, like, you, so he, he starts out as, like, this kind of, like... Just a background. Background. Kind of. He was, kind he was just kind of there. And then he, he, like, generally, like, gets more important, like, starts doing shit. And then he leaves the Sarks, goes to back to his, like, family, which at the time it seemed kind of like, you know what, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I'm like, dead. that's your family, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but then it's just massive drop. Like, we're just like, fuck. We're like, fuck oh, goddamn, like, dude. Yeah, you're like, what the hell? And then he just, like, goes through all of this shit, and he just, like, literally goes and they go into the depths of his character. Like, Ramsey literally psychologically torments this dude like changes to the point him. where he is reek yeah and create like he is a new person like he's not even Theon he's not anymore. Theon but then they took that like reek which I think symbolizes a lot of like the the dirty shit that like Theon did yeah he reeks and they just built it back up right back up until yeah. he was like the until Theon Greyjoy who, who protected Bran Stark and to, it's like the Theon Greyjoy who sacked uh, Euron's yeah, ship and yeah. took Yara back. Exactly. And there weren't... There might not have been a death scene mm-hmm. that was, like, more valiant in the entire series than the parallel of Theon yeah. protecting Bran by going at the Night King while Jorah was protecting Daenerys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Long live my man's Jorah. I and, love Jorah. <laughs> oh, Jorah's great. I think they did a great job, too, of making you, like, not making it easy. Like, that character development that they did with Reek, it shouldn't have been easy. And it, and it wasn't. wasn't. Like, it, when like, he left his sister He had died, a lot of dissonance. Yeah. He was, he was not, it was not easy for yeah. him. Yeah, and I was like, because when he did that, I was like, God damn it, Theon, I wanted to root for you, but you just fucking left your you sister. Left like, you just but you're jumped. like But you're like, yeah, and then, like, he comes back around, and yeah. you're like, yeah. Yeah. That, it, that's just... I can't blame you. There's still that part of your brain that's like that, you know? Exactly. Like, that's what happens when you, like, rewire to and, chill. Yeah, and, like, it's crazy that that's... They even showed that dissonance before mm-hmm. he became Reek. Oh, yeah. It, there's a parallel between Theon and Reek and Greyjoy and Stark. Oh, yeah. The way he did that is mm-hmm. because, like, he grew up as Stark. He loved them, really. Oh, yeah, he did. And, and then he betrayed them, uh-huh. which was his Reek, yeah. like you said. Yeah. And then he... He still he battled with that mm-hmm. forever. He did. He never really got out of battling that until no. John saw him in season seven or eight. I can't remember which one it was, and he was like, "You can be both." Yeah, yeah. Which also plays into his storyline. He Obviously. was like, "You can be both. <laughs> it's fine." He's like, "We love you, me. Theon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it, it. Was it was sad? Like his his death. I didn't, I didn't feel like. Like, obviously, we lost the character, but I felt like it was the right thing, like, for him to die in that moment. Oh, for sure. Because, like, especially protecting Bran, and Bran, like, that was, like, I, I love how Bran's always just sitting there being he's like, like, yep. He's just, like, yeah. <laughs> he's but like, I also thought when I watched that episode the first time that that was the, that was, like, the first glimpse, I think, of the first time we saw Bran show feelings after becoming the Third Eye Raven. Oh, yeah. Where he was like, and I also think it was because he learned from his past when I can't remember the, the name of the chick who carried him around in a wheelbarrow. Oh, yeah. But yeah. when she dropped him off at the yeah, north, and he yeah. was like, all right, bye. Instead yeah. of saying, thank you, yeah, just, you're a good woman, uh-huh. he was just like, yep. And she was like, no, thank you. 
You can't even do this? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. goddamn, dude, I know you don't have feelings, like but, like, say something. My brother died for you. Yeah, like, exactly. Look, I almost died for you. <laughs> and I think it's cool that even the three-eyed uh-huh. raven, they showed that he can even learn. Yeah. Like, it was... Yeah, he so was, I've, I've definitely heard that explanation, that Bran, like, from when he first became the three-eyed raven, didn't really know how to, con- like, be a human, but he... He kind of learned. Like, yeah, he's he learned. like, I, I know what I'm supposed to do. It's not yeah. that, like, he was, like, really feeling stuff like mm-hmm. that. It was that he was like, I know what I'm supposed to say. I know what... I know that these people are like yeah. my family. They know they. I grew up with these people. Yeah. They know me exactly. Yeah, which is it's a weird position to be put in. I think if you're brand because oh, it's absolutely. like I don't like you. Y'all understand like this life is just one of fucking many. Like, yeah, exactly. I can see like everything. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like dude. You don't want to know this shit in my yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and, yeah, when he was like Theon. You're a good man. I was like, I was like, I know. I was like, he was a good man. He did that shit. He's gonna redeem himself. It's just really great. Theon Greyjoy definitely did have arguably the best character development Uh there was in this show. Yeah, I think so too. So, what was your favorite overall moment? (sighs) Before season eight. My favorite moment in the entire series was Bran's narration of explaining Jon Snow as the true heir to the Iron Throne. That was cool. Where, like, there's, they're doing the mm-hmm. back and forth of the ceremony mm-hmm. and the birth and Jon boning his aunt and just all, this, all <laughs> yeah. this going back and forth. And he's like, he's never been a bastard. <laughs> he's the heir to the Iron Throne. I was oh, like, yeah. oh. It's like this is amazing. God, that was so cool. Yeah, I, that was like, and it was that was really just like one of those things where it's kind of like, I don't know, like I always kind of like wanted to. I, I was really hoping they didn't leave that like loose. Like, who is John Stark's mo- or John Snow's mother? I'm glad. I'm glad that we got that answer because I was like the entire time before we got it confirmed uh-huh. that his parent parents were Rhaegar and Lyanna, I was like, yeah. I when I thought Ned Stark was his dad, I was like, well, who the fuck's his mom? Exactly. Like, that's gotta be important. Yeah. There's no way they're just like, nope, it was just some and whore. He like, never <laughs> gave. Yeah, it was just so, I was like, this just doesn't seem that doesn't characteristic fit, you know? of Ned Stark. Like, he is the noblest Nick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of, yeah, that was a, yeah, <laughs> But, like, that, like, he was it, and like even like in the first episode when Robert's like, "Who was that whore?" Yeah. <laughs> she he's had like, to be he's pretty like, sexy, uh, huh? You know, whatever. Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, man, you don't want no cuss. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he was like, "That'd be a wolf. <laughs> I was over and I was like, "Ah, you know that?" Basically, yeah. <laughs> for for me, I think the best mo like the most. There's just so thing. many. There are. There are. And I think a lot of people agree that the Red Wedding deserves... Oh, yeah. It's like... Not even what happened, necessarily. It was surprising, but the way that it happened. The way they played the Reigns of Castamere, the the song about betraying Uh in the background, Catelyn Stark kind of catching on, like, holy shit, why is this song playing? Like, this song shouldn't be playing. Exactly. And she turned around, she was like... And then they were like, ha, slit! Like... (laughs) That was in cr- like I was like, oh my god! Yeah, I did not expect it at all. And like when they the the the, the baby thing, that was another one of those things where I was like, oh dude, you know, I what's Jesus weird about <laughs> just like personally, I can handle like like a slice, yeah, 
when they can when they do jabbing and stabbing like and like the, the way that it happened was I'm so like ab- uh, oh god no yeah, it uh. was so abrupt they're just like and I'm just like and like they just start like slaughtering everyone and then like Rob like I was still hoping that Rob would survive but I was like there's no way he, he survives and like he's just getting shot with these arrows and I'm just like yo what is happening and then Catelyn Stark that was the craziest shit to me like if Love anyone went out like an OG, then fucking Catelyn Where she was, went there, out she was like, like you kill OG. him, I kill yours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, like, and then they didn't. She was like, fine. <laughs> yeah. So the way that they shot that, the way like it was kind of like it was like silent. Where like they kill him, she screams, slices the neck, and, and it's, it's silence. Yeah. And then someone just walks up, kills her, and you're like, yeah. And I, it, like, like I remember sitting there just kind of like. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, exactly. I was like just spent. like that. I was like, like emotionally, physically, everything. I was just dead. I was like, oh my god! Like th- that was one of the moments when that happened. I just kind of sat there and I was just like, I need to reevaluate everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, holy shit, Walter Frey is a fuck. What's crazy <laughs> is like I, I know we've already been talking about this for an hour and twenty, but like shit. I could seriously keep doing this oh, for yeah. another hour and twenty. Oh, honestly, <laughs> the. Uh, What's cool is on my first watch, I loved Rob. I I, lo- I liked yeah. Rob a lot. I did too. On my second watch, I was kind of like, "Damn, Rob, you kind of stupid as fuck." He's yeah. He 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 seemed to be Dude just kind of like a he, warrior, not really was, a king. He he was a commander. Uh huh. Like he was made for battle. Oh yeah. That dude was built for that yeah. shit. You know. Uh-huh. He the parallels between him and John in the end mm-hmm. are pretty remarkable. Oh yeah. Where. For him, love was the death of duty. Mm-hmm. And John, duty was Duty's the death of love. Yeah. And I think that's pretty awesome that they ended up bringing that around. Yeah, like that. I do too. That Those are some like really cool themes I, I like. Uh, wh- my, my favorite though, like my favorite thing that they kind of like, kind of thread throughout the entire series was this idea that family is the wheel and family is the wheel that needs to be broken. Yeah. Not necessarily, like, delegitimizing, like, these houses, but just, like, the organization of society yeah. and how it was. The fact that John Stark couldn't, or John, John Snow, <laughs> John Snow He was a Stark, he was we're going to get down to it. <laughs> John Snow couldn't, like, he wasn't even recognized as anything beyond a bastard. Was just, like, it's kind of like, it, they kind of thread these ideas of how family causes these problems. Yeah. And then they 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 sew the threads of their own destruction. Yeah, yeah. The, and that it's e- that's easily evident in the Lannister mm-hmm. bloodline. It's yeah. evident in the Targaryen mm-hmm. bloodline, and it's evident in the Starks even. Just yeah. with the way that Ned protected John, uh-huh. but therefore everyone else hated him. Yeah, you know exactly. Like that was that was just how it went. Yeah, and that is remarkable that they were like mm-hmm. we. I like that Tyrion was the one who proposed it. Was yeah. like, mm-hmm. let's let's fuck this family shit. Yeah, yo. fuck this family shit. It's just <laughs> like, thank you because like you were literally like giving these unborn children who will be raised into the right Joffrey conditions just power because exactly. they are who they are. Like, exactly, that, that should not be how things work, especially <laughs> when like there are people who actually deserve that shit and people who will be better at that shit and like. And if you want to get down to it. There ain't a better option for King than Bran fucking Stark. Oh, no. That dude, he is, well, <laughs> seemingly unfeeling. We don't really know. <laughs> but, 
but it, he's unbiased. He knows yeah. what he knows all the history. Therefore, mm-hmm. going back to the idea that I had earlier, the just do not yeah. repeat the history. Exactly. He knows it all. He, he's they the don't ultimate need to worry pragmatist, about that. and I think that's exactly. what's important. And like that—that's something like even like myself personally, when I'm like thinking about like leadership positions I'm in, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I would want to like do that. But Brand Stark wouldn't have any problem because he just calculate that shit out. He'd just be like, be like, yeah, you know what? That's the move. This is what. <laughs> that's the move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the guy everyone can be like, so like you know what to do, and he's like, he's like, hold on. I have to go now. I have to go. <laughs> yeah, he's like, let me see. And then five minutes later, he's like... Yeah. <laughs> he's like, just continue doing what you were doing. Wait, but, but just, like, just, just do it. But like a bunch of people are going to die. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is like something that you kind of need in a, that ideal leader, I think. And yeah, it is an ideal leader, but it's also very dangerous uh-huh. to have an all-knowing yeah, being exactly. as your mm-hmm. leader. Yeah, it puts him in a very godlike it does. position, especially it does. since the three-eyed raven lives for thousands of years. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, Damn, I didn't even. Think and what's about crazy that. is I don't think a lot of them know that. I, I think, think a lot of them were either. like, "Yeah, you know what, Brandon lived a nice life." They don't know anything about the three-eyed yeah. raven. <laughs> None of them do, except Tyrion. Tyrion's yeah, Tyrion. the only one, which it makes me think Tyrion feeds into some of the uh-huh. idea that he's like, "Yeah, like, what if that?" I, I cannot not believe that Tyrion and Bran did some. Oh, they had to. They had to. When they had that little off-screen mm-hmm. chat. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, winding down on this hour and a half here. Okay. Hour and 28. Want to uh, sign off and save another ep- Save it for another episode? I could do this again. I could do this again, too. You like, know what? Let's yeah. uh, sign off. Let's let's shout out your socials. Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your Twitter? What is my Twitter? Oh, at Tava underscore pen. P-E-N-N. T-A-V-A. For yeah, one. follow me on Twitter, yeah. at Coro Bloom. If you haven't caught on, this is the Penny Bloom podcast. Penny Bloom. Reason for that, his last name's Pennington. My last name's Robertson, which doesn't make a lot of sense as to why my name's Coro Bloom. <laughs> but that's where it comes from, my artistic name, yeah. Coro Bloom. Google Teddy Bloom. Teddy Bloom. SoundCloud. It's a whole different, whole Spotify, different Spotify, Apple Music. You'll see. Check it out. You know what? This has been fun. It has. Penny Bloom Podcast, episode one, complete. Complete.